Welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today's guest is Ali El Haj. Ali has worked for one of the largest cat dealers in the Middle East, let alone the world, called Zahad Group. Now, Ali first joined the business through their Six Sigma Black Belt program and has worked in a variety of different roles and also helped implement a new ERP system to this cat dealership that has over a thousand employees. So I'm quite interested just to talk to Ali about his journey that he's gone through with the business and also just to learn a little bit more about the Saudi Arabian rental market as well. So Ali, thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. To kick things off, can you talk to me about how you first got exposed to the equipment rental industry? Thank you for having me, Mark. I started my career as a production engineer with the Cummins uh, Generators dealer on the assembly line. So I was responsible for receiving the generator orders and putting them into our production lines and coordinate the work amongst the team uh, to deliver on time with good quality and within budget. In 2010, I was applying for project management uh, programs and I came to know of a program in Zahid Group Zahid Tractor in Saudi Arabia, where they have uh, basically a Six Sigma program. So I applied to it and I received an offer, uh, which is basically, and Zahid is, by the way, one of the largest CAD dealers in EAME. I joined the program and I got my Six Sigma Black Belt training uh, and started implementing these methodologies uh, and improvements on the rental side of the group as part of the, of the projects that I was responsible for. My first project, uh, for example, was on the rental invoicing process to optimize it. uh, And we managed eventually to optimize it from what used to take 15 days to deliver an invoice. And we've brought it down to five days. Uh, Significant improvement, which uh, basically resulted in better collection as we are now developing and delivering our invoices much faster. Do you want to maybe just provide the audience a bit of a brief history of the Zahad Tractor group and then also Elja cat rental store? Of course, of course. Headquartered uh, in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, Zahad group basically evolved over the course of the last century uh, from its origins as a modest trading establishment to become a multinational organization encompassing a diverse portfolio uh, of companies, as I said, across 12 sectors. And as you can imagine, Mark, it, uh, it has played an, a very important role and developing Saudi Arabia's infrastructure. It goes back to 1950, a chance uh, meeting with uh, Caterpillar, somebody senior from Caterpillar was the start of a close working relationship between uh, both uh, organizations, which eventually led to the formation of our flagship company called Zahid Tractor in 1967, which is now the main dealer of, uh, of Caterpillar in Saudi Arabia. But we also have the, cons- the, the transportation uh, division, which which is basically the dealer of Volvo trucks, Renault trucks, and UD trucks in Saudi Arabia. Under the umbrella of that group, we have a separate arm, I would call it, or the uh, a separate company called EJR Cat Rental Store, which handles basically the all the rental aspect of the operation under Zahid umbrella, uh, Zahid Group umbrella. Now EJR focuses and serves the communities and services customers' everyday needs from a solution perspective. And, uh, and, and we have a very wide range of products that we can speak about later. What were some of the roles you had and how did they evolve over time? Yeah, over, over the course of, of, uh, of a decade in Zahid Group, I started to think of my, of my career in terms of accomplishments more than just roles. 
So as I said, the, the initial position I got under Zahed Tractor was a, more of a project management type of role as a Six Sigma black belt, which led me uh, to penetrate the rental industry. And during my five years in the rental industry, the initial five years, uh, I worked as a rental controller and as a rental manager later uh, with 16 branches across Saudi Arabia to optimize the operation, to uh, improve the operation, reduce the waste, enhance the processes and the collection. Uh, and, and after that, Zahedi Group uh, in 2016 decided to implement or to replace our legacy 30 years old IT system, a slow system, to an, uh, with the best in class ERP software in 4M3. The first project at that time was decided to be on Ijar Cat Rental Store, uh, being a nice module as a quick win. Uh, so I was selected to become the project manager since I have this experience of both the operation and the project management, which led me after two successful implementations under the ERP umbrella, which is Zahed Tractor today, 1000 plus employees and Ijar, which led me to my current role today as an operations manager in EJR, trying to apply the digital transformation techniques and uh, the, the ERP basically realizing the benefits from it in my operational role with six branches also distributed across the kingdom for EJR. So I like how you said, rather than roles, achievements. I think that's, that's a really good mentality to have. And it sounds like constant improvement is something that plays a close thing to your heart. So. Is that something that comes natural to you? And what advice would you have to other people that are still trying to figure out what they want to do for a career? Basically, I have a few advices that I can share with my, uh, first of all, younger self and with my colleagues that are trying to start their careers. First and foremost, pursue a career that you are passionate about. You may stand out in what you do, but sustainability and growth comes when you have a great passion for your work. Personally, that's what matters. And uh, that's what makes sense. Uh, when it comes to the office, uh, when I wake up every morning with having a lot of energy and enthusiasm to go to the office every morning, that is what matters to me at the end of the day. And probably secondly, is that remember that hard work pays off. So in a fast growing and rapidly changing world, we are always expected to provide our best because there are thousands of qualified specialists and engineers and qualified people out there that are waiting to enter into the same job market. So make sure you stand out in a way. Like, did that come natural to you, but, or did someone mentor you in that direction? Because like, that is a, like a special talent to have because a lot of people go through life thinking of jobs as just roles. So where did you get that from? So Mark, I've, I've been blessed with a great mentor. Uh, in my professional life. And uh, in terms of influence, I also owe him, I owe a lot to my school and to my parents uh, uh, in, in specific, who taught me a valuable principles early in my, uh, in my life, which my mentor uh, later showed me the path for the execution uh, when it comes to the practical life. I'm very grateful uh, to my mentor for helping me basically broaden my thinking and for being there with me uh, in both the practical work advice and more intangible values, such as loyalty and composure. What do you think has been the biggest challenge you faced so far in your career? Definitely <laughs> implementing an ERP system for a company with over a thousand employees 
And uh, that became much more difficult in February 2020 when we were basically preparing for our last testing event to go live on the, on the new system. After years of working tirelessly to complete this transformation, as I mentioned earlier, of our 30 years old legacy IT system. And then in February, as we all know, February 2020, COVID lockdowns just started hitting everywhere. As we were preparing to that last testing event and the go live, forcing everyone just to work online and uh, for an indefinite period, something we were not used to uh, in our working uh, practice. So this made the transition even more time sensitive. We quickly at that time had a management meeting to decide whether we postpone the go live until things become clearer uh, and we're able to make such a decision or take the risk and enter an un unchartered territory, if I may call it, and take the risk to go live. I guess we took the bolder decision and agreed to go live as smoothly as possible during the lockdowns. And we were able to switch fully in less than 24 hours and execute the testing event with more than 400 uh, end users working remotely from around 24 branches around Saudi Arabia. Uh, I believe the biggest lesson here we've learned from this that that was digital transformation waits for no one. Uh, that's why at Zahad Group we have worked so hard to be digital front runners who can't even uh, be set back by global pandemics. It's a really good thing that you're talking about here because a lot of cap dealers around the world are always thinking about how they can improve their systems and, and other, other potential uh, digital transformations that might uh, help their the, the revenue and, and reduce their costs and just the efficiencies in general. So what advice would you give to other cat dealers that are looking at implementing an ERP solution? Minimize the customizations of the new system as much as you can. That's probably the first advice I would give them. It's, it's short-term pain and long-term gain. The price, because the price of maintaining the customizations and the, and, and the mods and the changes becomes exponentially higher over time, making it more costly than going live with a standard ERP system. Let's, uh, as we all know, Mark, uh, the ERP is the foundation of the digital transformation, but the real benefits comes from data analytics, AI, e-commerce, and other, other implementations that comes after the ERP platform base. So maybe you want to talk about some of those things, because a lot of people wouldn't be exposed to a lot of the technical side. So you've got the ERP, which is the core. And what are some of those auxiliary items that really give it efficiencies? Uh, actually, I'll, I'll give you an example of how digital basically transformation comes into effect, uh, especially when somebody implements an ERP system. And uh, going through our experience is that part of the, the, the transformation that's happening uh, globally, customers and consumers are more and more looking for digital solutions and looking to deal with with their suppliers or with their uh, providers, uh, uh, for example, via mobile applications. The ERP solution is the base. Now, on top of that, you need to digitally enable yourself to be able to interact with these customers through customer portals, through e-commerce, through other portals that can become a sales channel between you and, and the customer. Now, that's the important importance of having the ERP system integrated with an e-commerce uh, basically channel with a mobile application that gets integrated through the APIs to be able to have the flow of the information back and forth and eventually trying to ease the, 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 the transactions for the consumers and make it smoother. 
Yeah, it's it's just it's such a big task, isn't it? And I think some of these smaller cap dealers that are trying to implement new systems are always going to be faced against a tough uh, challenge. And I think to your point around limiting the modifications is a really important fact for them because the more they change the system, the more risk that gets added to the project rather than focusing on, I like your your uh, uh, example, sh uh, short short-term pain now, long-term gain. It's a really good analogy. So I'd like to learn a little bit more about the rental industry in Saudi Arabia. So are there a lot of independent rental companies and what's the, the common uh, pieces of equipment that are rented and how has it sort of changed over the last decade? Yeah, that's an uh, interesting one. The, the, the rental market in Saudi Arabia has, uh, uh, has been changing absolutely it's uh, it's it's more mature today from what it used to be five years ago definitely 10 years ago as well so it's a maturing uh, rental market in saudi arabia customers uh, mark are no longer looking here to rent uh, an equipment on its own they're looking for solutions and uh, they're asking for more and more services now, these services could include operators transportation training digital solutions technology assistance and other other services uh, the, the size of the rental uh, market in Saudi Arabia is huge. It's um, for the for the light equipment, uh, basically rental industry. It's around 168 million dollars. Uh, it's much bigger than what it used to be a few years ago, as I mentioned. We have more than 15 companies uh, that are focused on the light industry rental in Saudi Arabia, that are positioned position, positioned between multi specialists, specialists, and generalists. In Zahad Group, with uh, our strategy in Ijar, our strategy is to differentiate ourselves through different uh, different factors and measures. We are multi-specialists offering best-in-class service uh, technology and, of course, equipment from our well-trusted partners. And is there a lot of independent rental companies in Saudi Arabia as well, or like what is what's the mix in terms of the size of rental companies? Uh, as I said, we have 15 market play, uh, 15 rental players in the market. Uh, as, as a classification, we have two classifications here in Saudi Arabia for these players. We have the customers with a, a higher perception in the market, uh, which potentially provides better experience, more prices, and the lower section, which is less customer experience and less perception by the customers. The players on the top are around five to six players that are big uh, um, rental players in the market and the rest would be basically medium to low uh, market players. Mm, okay. And is the, is the concept of like general rental, so like tool rental and stuff like that, uh, where you have like more cash customers? We have definitely a big, uh, big portion of our business is cash customers, especially in rental. And uh, uh, I would say 40%, 50% of our customers are cash. Uh, the other 50%, as you can imagine, their credit, and uh, yeah, and with the credit comes the credit issues and the collections. Uh, but yeah, that's the the percentage between both. If we were to fast forward to 2030, in your opinion, what do you think that the landscape of the equipment rental industry will look like? We we live in a fast-paced world, so nine years from now is a very long time. Uh, a, a change is being much faster than that. Uh, we've seen that as an example of the past uh, two years specifically. Uh, the rental industry is one definitely of the fastest growing industries in the world. And it will continue to develop, mature and grow. 
and digital transformation will come to enhance the user experience. This is why I like uh, both industries. Uh, if, if you think about the massive impact, as an example, that, uh, that Uber had on the taxi market since first being introduced in 2014, which is only seven years to, uh, as of today, has been drastic but sustainable change. In the rental industry and taking into consideration the rental services we offer via IJAR, for example, we're starting to see more Uber-like um, uh, players in the form of online platforms offering similar services. These platforms will continue to grow over the next few years, and they are a great differentiator, which is why to continue to lead in this market and uh, the rental market, we must digitally transform our business model and operations, as we've already explained. Well, wow, has Uber only been around for seven years, did you say? Yeah, since 2014. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. crazy, isn't it? it it's like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's been around for much longer because it's just so embedded in the world today. That's, that's amazing. That's a really good example of how the world can change so much in a short period of time. Yep, absolutely. Wow. So if you could give some advice to your younger self, what would you say? <laughs> Although I'm still young, but, <laughs> but Theodore Roosevelt has a good quote that says, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. I would probably tell my younger self to be more confident in my decisions and less indecisive. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So when you were younger, did you sometimes put things off? Did you? I mean, look, naturally, when, when we're younger, we're more emotional. Uh, you don't think you don't think uh, you think it through, think it uh, through enough which may basically because of the emotional impact or influence over your brain and logical thinking. But by time we mature and that natural thinking becomes more and more rational. And I can imagine getting exposed to a company the size of Zahid, like you would gain a lot of experiences from uh, so many people around you and, and, and a lead, leadership team as well. So I, I think sometimes getting involved in, in the real world in terms of how an operation actually runs uh, will give you that confidence as well. Yeah, I've I've been lucky to be a part of Zahid Group, uh, as as you uh, as you mentioned, it's a it's an institute. I would like to uh, to call Zahid as an institute. The the group we work for and the, and the people in the operation, there's a nice working environment basically that uh, that is becoming more and more competitive also, which is good for us to challenge ourselves and improve. Eventually, trying to uh, provide a better customer experience. You mentioned some of these mentors earlier. So do you want to maybe just talk through who you think played a big influence on your career from a mentor perspective and just sort of explain, I guess, how you first got involved with that mentor and what were some of the key learnings? Yeah. That, so when I joined, as I mentioned, Zahid in 2010 and, uh, and, and the, the working environment basically changed a lot from where I used to be versus Zahid group and uh, it, uh, such as it's more competitive. Uh, and, and the challenges becomes more and more bigger uh, as you grow with your with your operational roles and with your experience. So I had to the, I had to face few situations where I needed advice. And uh, when you want an advice, you have to go for a person you trust. Uh, and, and and I was I think very lucky to have somebody around me who who I could basically go when needed uh, for advice. 
and, and by time, you know, this advice becomes a circle of trust. Uh, it becomes a good relationship, uh, uh, somehow friendship, uh, some sort of a family, uh, which basically gives you that, uh, that space of freedom also to go and ask for uh, guidance. Because no matter how much experience we have, there's still something that we're missing. And uh, our mentor, potential mentor, can advise us to be, to be able to think outside the box. I think a lot of people get stuck in just like their day-to-day activities and don't realize the, the, <clears throat> the power of networking and mentorship as well. And like, even just for me personally, just even with this podcast, the amount of networking that I've done, it's like, like so many people would never get this opportunity. And so it's like, I'm always interested to find out how people can network better and and with people that they don't know better in their industry or maybe people that are outside their industry. It's, for me, it's like, it's a very, very powerful thing. It is, it is. So how do you define success? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a nice question, uh, which I've, I expect you've received a unique answer every time you've asked it. But uh, uh, look, luckily, the, the, the success of a business uh, can be measured and quantified in terms of sales revenue and customer satisfaction. But I think that uh, success is also defined by how you try to set yourself apart and adopt a unique path to get to those results. And this should never be a rigid one-size-fits-all uh, approach. For example, uh, these days, our most uh, trusted uh, path to success uh, starts with transforming our business digitally to be able to provide an enjoyable experience for our customers that meet, basically meets their needs uh, in a new, efficient, and modern ways. Digital transformation, I, I keep repeating digital transformation, but uh, this is our word. So digital transformation yields success, not only by facilitating transactions, but also by reshaping areas for further development and profitability. Success is all about long-term self-improvement. That's a great answer. And I think digital transformation is going to be a word that's going to be used more and more over the next few years, because it's, uh, if you take that, that Uber effect and the Amazon effect, people just, they click something and they get it. And the rental industry is a little bit behind in some areas in that, especially in, in certain parts of Australia and the U S in particular. And so I think that more and more companies and more leaders are going to be technology focused over the next few years on sort of how they can set themselves apart uh, using technology uh, to help improve their customer experience uh, and their customer journey with through a digital um, transformation project. You're absolutely right. All right, Ali. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on the Rental Journal podcast. My pleasure, Mark. Thank you for having me. Please like, share, follow the Rental Journal podcast, and we'll see everyone in next week's episode.